Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q Radio Show. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. topics as we get crystallized. We'll talk about the military and stress cards, something that's new to me. I'm kind of late to the party on this, real late. And we'll discuss our main topic. I won't be exclusive with him until he proposes. But before I get to all of that, let me explain to you how the Talk to Q radio show works, brought to you by my official sponsor, SFX Valley. But for those who may be new, this is how it goes down. This show is a platform for you. The callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers, all of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random, but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time, because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. 
There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 702 out of 750, brought to you by SFX Valley. We'll continue right after we hear a word from our sponsors. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. SFX Valley is now your source for free unique sound effects, music, and scores to use in your videos, commercials, and movies. No more complicated contracts and licensing agreements. Just access our library. All we ask for in return is to let your audience know we're here. SFX Valley. Time to hear the difference. Find us on YouTube. My thing. My official sponsor, SFX Valley. Check them out on YouTube. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show. All right. So I read an article recently about a woman who was sick of guys waiting, uh, excuse me, sick of waiting on guys to marry her. She would date a guy, he would string her along for months, only to move on elsewhere or, you know, things didn't go anywhere. So she decided that she would no longer be any man's girlfriend. She came up with the idea that she would continue to date whoever she wanted until someone proposed to her. So that's what we'll get into in just a moment. But first, we've got a couple of things we got to do, handle a little business. Let me get to the phone lines, first of all, to the 517 area code. The Motor City of Detroit to welcome on the author, the show hostess, the show legend. What's going on, Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. You sound like you've recovered from your from your birthday weekend. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> your speech is not slurred, and you seem to be articulating well. Yes, I'm fine. Cool, cool. You have a great time? Oh, I had an okay time. I had some steak, which is always beautiful. And, um, yeah, you know, I just enjoyed time with family and friends. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. Let me go to the 850 area code. The Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. So welcome on the man in black, making his way to the rain. What's up, Buck? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? How you doing, Crystal? Hey, Buck. What's happening, man? Everything good? Everything good. All right, cool. Now, before we get into our main topic, um, 
of course, we got to discuss what's going on in the world right now. We got to figure out what's trending. What's trending? We got to get crystallized. It's time to get crystallized. jamming over here. Of course, when we get crystallized, I mean, <laughs> Crystal gets us up to date on what's trending in the world, what's going on, social media, blah, blah, blah. Crystal, what's happening? All right. Well, um, I am here to tell you what's happening in the last week or so that we have been separated and what's happening right now. And this is all brought to you by GetCrystallized.net where you can get all of the trending topics plus headline news, and whatever else you want, plus commentary. So, here we go. All right, what's been happening for the last week and is still on the minds of everybody is Kathy Griffin. She really does not believe that she will have a career after her fatal, (laughs) almost, um, picture that she took of a beheaded Donald Trump. I mean, this was a little horrible. And I don't know about you, but I, I thought it was okay. I mean, I mean, okay, first of all, it was a little, you know, horrid. It was a little horrid in, in the fact of what it was, but really it was a dummy. Um, she said that she had done this uh, many times before and that it wasn't something um, that was supposed to mean specifically that she would, you know, kill him or actually behead him, but, it, you know, she's a comedian, and she actually had to go, you know, and talk about it to everyone and, and apologize, and she had a press conference and, and all of that, and she she has lawyers. I mean, she, I mean it's, just, it's just horrible what she has to do. I mean, she has a lawyer. She has two attorneys, um, Lisa Bloom, who um, was speaking most mostly to her um, her press and her image at this time, and also attorney Dimitri Gorin, who is a um, criminal lawyer, just in case you know things come about. And she's really terrified about what has transpired, and she really fears uh, Donald Trump specifically because number one, he is Donald Donald Trump. I mean. You know, he's always been outspoken and everything, but also because he's the president of the fucking United States. And yep. so he can use his secret service. I think he gets three kills, if I'm not mistaken. And um, so she's really upset about that. So if you haven't seen her press conference, which you should have seen by now, but if you haven't, just go to getcrystallized.net and uh, click on the article, and, and it has it down there with her full press conference. Well, I um, saw the you know the picture of the beheading and everything, and very gruesome. It's yeah, it, it is. I gotta be honest with you, Crystal. It, it was a bit mm-hmm. much. I, I think yeah, people go too far in pushing the envelope mm-hmm. to, to bring attention to a cause or themselves or whatever the reason is. Mm-hmm. And they try to outdo each other. I mean, we saw Donald Trump freak out on Snoop Dogg about a video with a oh, yeah with a gun, you know. And um, 
and I don't even know if the gun was real or not, but uh, I can't remember. Probably not. You know, and that's the whole thing. But you know what's scary about this? And yeah, I, I thought it did go a little too far, but but the thing is, she is a comedian, yes. And um, the fact that Donald Trump stays on Twitter, stays on, and he, you know, has already come out to say, I'm not going to stop tweeting. So you know, everybody can just shut up about that because he's not going to stop. Um, but you know, I mean, just the fact that he goes to this extreme and this level. Um, pushes people to another extreme and level. And yes, she's a comedian. And but the thing for me was that stood out after I thought about it and everything was the fact that if you, you know, if you take away the comedian's right for speech and for comedy, or and there really are only true satire of what's really happening in in America and the world. So if you you know, if you take their free speech away, then who who is next? You know, I mean, really, what what is next? So, I mean, I agree that it was a bit, you know, traumatizing to see that, but he is a, he himself is traumatizing. Say about that. Wow. Yeah, I um, I, I I don't think that it's necessarily. You know, I, of course, I wonder where the outrage was. With all of the um, Barack Obama pictures of him hanging uh, from exactly, you see, you didn't say anything thing. about that exactly. You know, so um, it's not like I necessarily feel sorry for Trump or his supporters. It's just nope. that I, I kind of wish, you know, some of these people would back off just a little bit on the extreme stuff. You know, and uh, because this is a different dude we're dealing with. This is a guy who oh, yeah. would do this something to you. Dude, all right. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy who would do something yep. to you and then turn right around and go after you for doing the same thing for him, to him. You know, he's just petty like oh, that. Oh, yeah. He's, just he's petty. He's, 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 he's a hypocrite. Petty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, I, I don't know. I, I hope that everything goes away and, you know, hopefully yeah. she'll <laughs> be able to go on with her life. I mean, I, I don't I thought it was a little distasteful, but by the same token, come on, dude. <laughs> you know, you know really? she's a comedian. I mean, just you know she's just, really not going to cut your head off. Go on with your life. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, moving on to um, similar uh, news of people doing comedians anyway, doing crazy things um, on their own time and their own shows and, and platforms. Bill Maher. Okay. <laughs> Bill Maher makes right. a statement on his show on HBO, and by the way, HBO is not going to fire him. Okay, um, so there it is. So that's another thing that's not happening. Um, Bill Maher basically makes a joke that I think a lot of black people have made from time to time in different venues, where he is saying um, that you know he's a house nigga. <laughs> or he's a field nigga, you know, that kind of um, yeah. commentary that we tend to make to each other in the black community, and we know exactly what that means. Now, granted, he was talking to a guest of his who was from, I think he was from South Carolina or somewhere like that, and, um, and you know, he said, hey, you know, would you come out, um, I want you to come out into the field with us. And, you know, he was a Republican and all that. And so he said, the field? Uh-uh, I'm a house nigga. 
<laughs> that was kind of funny on the surface. When I first heard it, I was like, because <laughs> I, I knew where he was coming from. And mm-hmm. first of all, Bill Maher is not a racist, okay? He's not a racist. I have followed him for so long. His show is very, you know, talk about liberal. It's like to the left so far that it's almost to the right. <laughs> it's that leftist. And um, not only his show on HBO, but also just who he is and some of these other uh, things that he's done in documentaries. Uh, what was the um, religious or ridiculousness uh, or something? <laughs> yeah, ridiculousness yeah. and ridiculousness or whatever. But it was, um, yeah. you know, that type of commentary and, and, and jokes that he that he kind of beyond shock jock kind of open your eyes and let's take a look around. I, I don't see him as a. Um, oh, I'm sorry. The senator was from Nebraska that he was. Um, had on his show, um, Ben Sassy. Sassy. But the thing is, I, I really don't see him as a racist, and I, but I know a lot of people have come out um, to criticize him just for saying, you know, the word itself, the N-word. And um, a bit, many people have called for HBO to take him off the air, et cetera. Um, that's why, you know, HBO has said, nope, we're not taking him off the air. But, again, the one thing you have to know about HBO Number one is that they don't have advertisements. They don't run advertisements, you know, on, on right. their on their platform. They are based may, or specifically for subscriptions, and they have such good content that most people, once you have HBO, you're not going to go anywhere. So they're not worried about that. So there's like, you know, we're not taking them off. So you know, deal with it. So I don't know. I, I, I'm a black female. I didn't find it offensive, but I do see how some people would find it offensive, but I don't, personally. Another, again, another something else. Comedians in the news about censorship of, of how they speak and, and whatever. But I don't know. I could be in the minority, you know, pun intended, uh, in this situation. <laughs> Buck, what do you think, man? Do you think... Uh... White dudes dropping n bombs on TV is uh nothing to be a, get up in arms about. Um, I mean, he said it as a joke, but by the same token, he said it. Well, we got it. I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, I look at it this way: we say it to each other, you know, whether we do it on a daily basis, a weekly basis, or just be joking. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if they if the words being used by us then we should not be offended by somebody that, depending on how they say it, if they say it in a joking manner, then we shouldn't offend, be offended by it if they say it to us. Um, you know, but I know, you know, living in the South, when you do hear that word, when it comes out of somebody else's mouth uh, that's not of color, I mean, it, it, it's in shock. It's in shock waves. I mean, it's it's to the point to where you're ready to fight. Um, this, especially depending on how it is said. So, um, I mean, there comes a point in time that you know you got to let some of this stuff roll off your back, simply because you don't you know in in today's age you don't know what who's 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 carrying what. You know, yeah, he said it. 
but then, you know, you may not get to yours in time to do something do something about it, you know, that's the way you wanna that's the way you wanna handle it. So what do you do? Um, it comes a time where you have to be a bigger person. Uh, we can use um, we can use what LeBron James just went through here with them spray painting the word on his house in California. You know, I think I think what he had to say about the whole situation was, um, you know, he took the high road. And so in in today's time, sometimes that high road is the best road because it could be the difference between life or death. So, yes, it may be offensive, you know, if somebody that's not of color says it, um, depending on how they say it. But at the same time, you know, this is something that we've been around. If you grew up in the South, hell, it doesn't matter where you grow up. It could be overseas. It could be here. I mean, it's just part. It's it's a part of life that you just got to accept. And at some point in time, you just kind of have to let you know let it fall by the wayside and, and move forward because you know you might just live just just a little bit longer just by letting it roll off your back versus trying to do something about it every time the word is said by somebody that's not a pro. Okay. I um yeah. I guess I have a different outlook on this. I, I man, I've been a Bill um Bill Mayer fan since politically incorrect. That was one of my favorite shows. Um and I I I know the guy's background and I don't think that he is racist. However, I don't like him using the word, and I'll tell you why. And I, I do think there's a certain line you don't cross um, as a responsibility, I guess, to society, so to speak. Just like Eminem. Everyone knows that rapper, the rapper Eminem is, you know, one of the best rappers. He can hang with the best of them. He's been around black folks right. all his life, yet I've never heard him say the word. Now, that doesn't me mean he doesn't use it. I've never heard him say it. And I think he came me, out to say that he doesn't use it, and he, you know, he just doesn't yeah. use it. And if he said it, a lot of people may not trip about it because of his background. But I think when, you, when you're a white person and you use that word and black people give you a pass, I think it encourages other white people to use it. White people who may not share the same background. I just watched a video someone posted in the T2Q group of this student going off on this teacher. He was referring to the teacher, you know, as a nigga, even though the teacher, you know, the teacher wasn't black or anything. And I'm not saying the word should be exclusively used for blacks, but it has been traditionally. But he was using the word freely, you know, because he felt empowered to use the word. And so... I don't like it from that aspect. I know it was done in the interest of comedy. I know he was pushing the envelope. And I know sometimes there, you always have some white people, and I stress some, who try to test the waters to show just how down they are. You know, I can say it and ain't nobody going to trip, which means I'm like an honorary black man, you know. So <laughs> I, I know Bill has pushed the envelope on things before, not the first time he said it. You have other comedians. Uh, Louis C.K. has used it before um, on his stand-up. Bill Burr has used it before. Those are two of my favorite comedians. It makes me uncomfortable 
to hear them use it, even if they're quoting. You know, a lot of people try to use it as a quote to get by saying it. Um, so I would rather not hear white people say it. I don't care how many black people say it, you know. I mean, just like we may insult members of our family, you know. we may ins- I may insult my big brother all day, every day. But the moment you insult my big brother, I got a problem with you. So as black people, I guess coming up, we kind of looked at it the same way. Yeah, I can call you one, but if anybody outside of the quote-unquote family calls you one, then it's a problem. Now, is that necessarily smart or, you know, whatever? I mean, you can debate that. But I don't think Bill is a racist, and I'm cool with him just saying, hey, I'm sorry I pushed the envelope, you know, my bad, and I don't have a problem with him. I just wish he hadn't said it. You know, I totally agree. I wish he hadn't said it, and I do agree with you. Um, That's kind of my... Uh, reason that I give to a lot of people when they come at me saying, well, black people say it, so why can't I say it? I said, you know, and I do say the same thing as you said, the family thing. Just like, you know, part of my family, I can talk about whoever in my family because they are what they are, but if you talk about them, then we got a problem, and it's the same same scenario, same situation. And that's right. the best, that is really the best analogy that can be used. And And maybe if you want that's the only way it makes sense, really, quite frankly, because I I I have to say I say nigga, g a, all the time, okay, and nuka, n u c c a, all the time too. But I don't want a white person, even though they may be down with me, they can be my husband. I don't care. You don't get to say it. I'm sorry. You don't get to say it. So yeah, I, I understand that. I, I I did find what Bill said, you know, hilarious. For the context of what he was saying, it was kind of hilarious that it came out of his mouth, so I immediately laughed. But, yeah, I wish he had said Negro <laughs> as opposed to or slave. I wouldn't even mind if he had said I'm a house slave, you know what I'm saying, as, as opposed to, you know, yeah. what he did say. But, okay, well, that is what's trending. As far as what else is going on, make sure you go to GetCrystallized.net and check out the fact. A couple of more um, really good articles that are on there. The accuser for Bill Cosby um, took the stand today, so, you know, stay up to date on that. Check that out. Uh, Wonder Woman over the weekend killed ass. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it because I was being lazy and I was eating cake and shit all over the place and drinking tequila, so I didn't get to the movies. Uh, unfortunately, to, to, you know, so all, all I could do was put her picture on Facebook to, you know, say, yay, my girl, and not only, you know, Wonder Woman herself, but the fact that, you know, the um, director was able to be one of the first female directors to kick ass in the box office. And I have to say this, you know, and then I'll stop. But I have to say this, you know, it was directed by Patty Jenkins, yay Patty Jenkins, um, and, of course, starring Gal Gadot. But it led... 103 million in the first opening. That was June 2nd, which is my birthday. Hello. And it beat the biggest female directed feature, $15 million only, 50 shades of motherfucking gray. So I think women and men like to see women of power putting men and whoever else in chains and cutting their fucking heads off than being a woman who is sheepish 
and so pretty and whatever, getting her, you know, legs and vagina put in chains by some idiot billionaire. Mm. So that is what I took home from that, and that was a beautiful thing. So, guys, make sure you go to GetCrystalized.net, subscribe, so you can get all of what's trending in the mail, in your email, every single day. Again, again, I am Crystal Hickerson, and this has been the Get Crystalized Trending Report. Back to you, Q. It's time to get crystallized. Thank you for that, Crystal. And, uh, you know, I think the only person who wound up feeling more uncomfortable um, than the black people that heard Bill Maher drop the N-word was the white guy sitting mm-hmm. across from him in the interview. Did you see how he was oh. looking? He well, didn't know. He you like, know what? No. You know what? I think he was most upset because he understood where um, Bill was coming from. You know, the guy, like I said, he was a Nebraska senator and all that. So through the whole, most of the interview up to that point and a little bit after, you know, Bill was really kind of ragging on him about being, you know, from the South, from this area, you know, and just basically being a racist. You know, he was kind of throwing those kind of puns at him all the way through. And the guy was trying to be nice. He was trying to be as political as possible. And he was he was smiling, he was saying nice things, and he was coming, he wasn't attacking it at all. So when he said that, he was like, oh, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not a racist, but whatever, nigga. <laughs> you know, because it was kind of like, okay, I'm not going to get through to you, so fuck it. <laughs> I it was funny because he was looking like, did he just say that? Did he just say that? Right. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. He was shocked, stunned. Yeah. He Bamboozled. was shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, he's, like, yeah, he's like, I know this HBO, I know this HBO and shit, but damn, dude, I can't believe right. you broke that out. Right. Oh, All right. Three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show, brought to you by SFX Valley. Um. All right, so after eight weeks of dating, this lady, oh, what was her name? I just, I forgot her name. It'll come to me in just a moment. Uh, She was dating this guy after eight weeks, and he wanted her to be his girlfriend. Now, it was clear that they liked each other. There was an attraction and and compatibility. Um, Exclusivity was the natural next step. But she said she thought that his offer was weak because with her as his girlfriend, he had full access to her. He'd sleep in her bed, lean on her for emotional support, show her off to his friends, and enjoy her company at family gathering, amongst other things. Now, that's all nice, but it doesn't give her any assurance about her future. Okay? And she needed that in order to feel safe. The offer... Um, she wanted included proposal and being told that she will forever be his one and only. Now, in his defense, you may ask, how could he know so soon? He needs to get time to know you. Well, that's her point. Her point is, why should she shut down all of her options while someone, quote, unquote, 
test drives her. Okay. Now, a lot of women probably don't find that risk. And they want the trial period with the particular particular partner themselves, and she doesn't hold any judgment against them. But her past experience taught her that once you're in the girlfriend zone and you start to hope that things lead to marriage, the odds are your are more than likely your heart will be broken more so than you get married. So when this guy asked her to be his girlfriend, she said no. She said, "I like you. I'm not going to be exclusive." I'll continue dating you, but I'll also spend time with other men. And if things start to get serious with someone else, then I'll let you know. But she says, I'm not going to be any man's girlfriend. Um, My philosophy is that may the best man win. Whoever wants to put a ring on it can have that exclusivity. So after nine months, Chris got down. The guy's name was Chris. He got down on one knee and offered you know, to ask her to marry him. And they got married. They now have a baby boy. And she says her marriage is everything they could have wanted. And she thought that making him do this or whoever the guy that came out on top, I guess, um, kind of provided her a healthy courtship. Now, Chris said it inspired him to dig deeper into his heart to consider whether she was the right person or not. And he said other women may have been easier to date, but they never forced him to think about settling down. And the thought of her running off of another man made him serious about his commitment. All right, so that's the backstory on all of this. So let's just start with a simple question, all right? And Crystal, I'll start with you. As a woman, at what point in a long-term relationship, let's say over a year, does a woman feel as if a man is not going to marry her? I mean, when do you start to have doubts? Well, definitely over a year. I mean, it, by the uh, six to eight month mark, you should be talking about marriage. Even if it's not necessarily, uh, well, are we going to get married? But you should be having the conversations about your goals, your plans, your, you know, about marriage. You should be asking more serious questions about long-term, such as, you know, about children, about where you want to be in your life, where you want to live, where you want to move, you know, whatever. Um, Those kinds of conversations should be coming up pretty quickly around that time, and you should be able to feel, you know, that something serious is going on. So... I kind of get where she's coming from, actually, in this particular article. I um, I, I do get what she's saying, even though I, well, I, I, at first I was like, well, I wouldn't have used the whole, um, I'm not going to have sex with you, or I'm not going to have sex with other people, or whatever thing. But actually, it is what I've done before. But I just didn't do it in that way. I did it in another way. So, But it was the same result. So, yeah, I guess so. All right, and I don't know how old she was when all of this went down. Um, I'm I'm guessing she was uh, late 20s, early 30s, but I I really don't know. But um, I'm assuming, in your opinion, Crystal, age does play a factor in this. I mean, of course, if you're in high school, you probably don't want to say, oh, I know after one year someone's going to, I'm going to marry someone. No, well, no, because I don't think you should be thinking about marriage in high school anyway. 
But definitely when you get to a point where you as a person starts thinking, okay, I want to be married. I don't, my next relationship or my current relationship or whatever, I need to start thinking more seriously. Usually people start thinking about this in their late 20s, definitely by the time they're 30. You know, hopefully in your late 20s you're already dating this person you're going to marry or you hope to marry. And if you're not, then you need to break up with them and start dating the person, finding someone that you can actually marry. Because you want to be married by the time you're in your, you know, beginning to early 30s, you know, quite frankly, you do, as a woman especially. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you should, you should be thinking about this in, in that age range. And I think, okay. you know what's funny? And I don't want to, you know, go too far ahead in your in your um, show, but I, I do want to mention something. You mentioned age. I have been watching a show called First Dates. Um, so people should watch that. It's by Ellen DeGeneres. Um, she's the producer and it's really good. But anyway, I have found they have first dates with men and women. Some are younger, some are older. And when I say older, I mean in their 60s, 70s, you know. So older, they've done all the marriage and all that kind of stuff. But what I find find is the older the people, the couple is, they are more truthful about what they want and what they don't want, and they don't waste time. And I thought that was very interesting. So the older you get, the less you want to waste time on some bullshit. So FYI. Okay. Okay. On Facebook, Sheila Jackson chimed in from Indianapolis and um, regarding the question at what point in a long-term relationship does a woman feel as if a man is not going to marry her? She said, yeah, pretty much after a couple of years. Uh, my girl Sonia Wyland chimed in from San Jose, Cali. She says one year. Once you go past that, you're wasting your time. A man knows if you're the one and staying in a long-term relationship past two years is a toss-up. He'll either marry you or not, especially if he's comfortable with the relationship the way it is. So, Buck, let me ask you this. Are men and women designed to be in monogamous relationships? That's something uh, Bobby Willis has talked about before, but are men and women designed to be with just one mate? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, but what people have to understand and realize, you know, there's a choice to be made, and that choice you're going to be monogamous to that person when you find the right one, when you know, you you know, you got that feeling where you know it's right, regardless to what, you know, what circumstances it be. It doesn't matter whether near or far or what have you. Um, when you know it's right, you're going to stay monogamous to that one person. Um, when it doesn't feel right, then you're not going to stay monogamous to that person. Um, I mean, it's just common to me. It's common sense. I mean, and you have everybody has a particular person that they like, or what kind of person that they know that they want to be with. So, when you settle, you know, this is where all that uncertainty and not being, you know, not staying monogamous comes in, because let's say you meet somebody out one night, and it, you know, they're you know, the lady looks, she's hot, she's just nice and all that kind of stuff. She's got it going on and, you know, for some stretch of imagination, y'all go ahead and knock the boots or what have you. 
that same night, and you know things are still going good and all that. But it just something just feels a little off. You know, it just doesn't feel right. Certain things, you know, certain things that she does really irritate you. You never say anything about it, but it really irritates you, and you're not, you know, the, the communication kind of falls off after the newness wears off. You you know when you meet a person, whether it's going to work right or whether it's not going to work right, because you have you have a standard that that you like, and if they don't fit the standard after you've talked to them for a few minutes and even if you go home with them or whatnot and it still don't, you know, it still doesn't measure up to where you want it, you're not going to be monogamous. I mean, and you already know what you like. So why did you pick this person? You know, were you drunk? You got a buzz, what have you? You know, <laughs> what? You know, whatever the case may be. You, mean, you may not have anything to drink at all. You just, just horned the motherfucker and you just decide you want to do it. But the bottom line of it is, is this: when when you know it's right, you know you get that butterfly feeling. You know, you're happy to see that person, regardless to what time of day or night it is. Um, your day could be shitty at work, but you can't wait to get home because that person at home is what you want to be around. So and you're saying that men and women are designed to be with one person. They are designed. They are designed when they know it's the right one. But if it ain't the right one, and you know it ain't the right one, I mean, damn, you know, you know what you like. Right. At least I, you know, you know, some people, some people may not know what they like, and that's the reason why they're having all these damn issues. But for me, I know what I like. So, you know, I'm coming okay. from a common sense approach on this thing. So. All right. Well, I mean, you and Bruno Mars both you, know what they like. Well, I put you yeah. like this. If you know, like me, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just say this. If you know you like tall women, <laughs> and you don't want somebody that's five foot two, and you end up with somebody five foot two, and you know maybe they can't do certain things or what have you, or they, you know, you don't want to have to bend down. I'm six two. I don't want to have to bend down and kiss somebody five two. Okay, I want somebody closer to my height, five seven, five ten. You know, I want somebody that you know. I want a woman that I can reach that I ain't got to bend down to kiss kiss on. You know, I want I want to be able to put my arm around her and she damn near me where I'm at. That's what I'm talking about. You know, if you know what style of person that you like, then that's what you need to go for in your relation in communication and do all the things that's important. It'll work. But if it if you know you picking you know you out of the club just trying to knock one off. And this joke of four foot eleven, and you see two, that may be fun for that night, but it ain't gonna be fun for the rest of your life. All right, <laughs> Crystal, what's your take? Are men and women designed to be monogamous? Um, you know, on the surface, it doesn't seem like they are. But actually, we are designed to be monogamous. And one of the tests or the reason why I make this conclusion is because um, we as human beings are pretty territorial. And we flip out when someone we love is not faithful or they are, you know, we see another person as competition 
you know, we go to extremes and we get so angry to the point of even, you know, homicide because, we, you know, we just literally go crazy. So there's a reason for that. That's innate. That's something that is innate inside of us as human beings. So you can't really compare us to every single animal or on the rest, you know, on the planet saying mm-hmm. that, oh, animals are not meant to be monogamous, although there are animals who are meant to be monogamous. So I think we're one of those animals. Now, you may not want to be, and I think a lot of times when it comes to monogamy, people confuse um, wanting to be with someone else with um, just wanting to be unfaithful. I really think that when someone is truly and everyone can think back to a time when they were really in love with someone. They didn't want anybody else. They didn't want to be with anybody else because only them, you know, is the one that it truly gave them pleasure and peace or whatever. So um, when you don't really want your mate, then you tend to look elsewhere, um, or there's something missing somehow, or the whatever. So I don't th- I don't think that is it's fact that we um, that we're not a monogamous creature because actually we are pretty damn monogamous. Now half the time we're not with the person we really need to be with. Right. Frankly. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> you know because we, we choose people for the wrong reasons. We cho- we don't choose for love a lot of the times, or we don't wait for love. We choose the next person in line. <laughs> we settle. We um, go with, you know, plenty of other reasons why we're with a person because it makes sense, you know. I get you, you get me, we're friends, we're great together. Hey, why not get married? <laughs> you know, right. not one time did you say that actually I love you or, you know, I'm romantically or um, so many other things. But anyway, uh, rarely, and, and I think it's a lot of times because we don't want to wait for the person we really should be with or whatever. So, but, yeah, we're monogamous. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) All right. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show brought to you by SFX Valley. Catch them on YouTube. Um, But do ultimatums work? I mean, can you tell someone to do something in a relationship and use the, you know, like uh, you're going to, marry me or else or commit to me or else and get positive results? Yes, you can. If, if the other person, you know, if that other person is committed in, you know, in that relationship, um, if you got, you know, this is a person that you really, you know, you're ride or die with, you know, and you want to spend the rest of your life with. But if you, you know, that really depends on whether you settle or not. If you settle for a person, then and you do an ultimatum, then it's not going to work. You know, it may not work in some instances. It may work for maybe a month or two. You know, maybe because maybe they don't. You know, they haven't found anybody yet, so they're going to stick with you for a little bit. And then once they find somebody, you know, then they they move on. You know, but you know, it really depends on whether you settle or not. And you know, like I said earlier, you, if you know what type of person you like then there's no reason for settling. You, you, the only thing you should settle for is not settling for somebody that doesn't meet your requirements. So, 
um, if they don't meet your requirements, then you don't need to be fooling with them in the first place. And really, you know, that's some, you know, regardless of what your situation is or where you are, or if you get the club or whatever, whatever the situation may be, um, if you know what you like, don't settle just for a piece of ass. Settle with somebody that's some quality that you can, you know, somebody that's going to mean something to you because, you know, somebody you can stick with for, for you know, one thing that I've always kind of tried to pride myself in is trying to pick somebody that, you know, I try to take that in consideration on every date that I've ever had. You know, is this somebody that I could potentially spend the rest of my life with? And that's really the way I've approached every relationship I've ever been in. So everybody doesn't do that. But I kinda I kinda do because I don't wanna I don't want no I don't want junk. You know, I want somebody that I can stick with that, you know, I can share my life with. And if you know, if the stars line up in the right right formation, then this is somebody I can spend the rest of my life with. And really, that's the kind of approach that people need to kind of take when they're trying to, you know, go with somebody. I mean, I know there's times and instances out there where, you know, you just want to get out there and just, you know, get it get it done and get it over with. But there comes a point in time, especially when you get older, that you want quality, not quantity. And it don't matter how, you know, what you, you know, what you want, you still want somebody that's going to be, you know, somebody that's going to, you can spend your life with. You don't want somebody that you can just have for a couple of two or three months and then that's over with. Okay. All right. Very well, sir. And Crystal, uh, you think ultimatums work? Yep, they sure do. <laughs> uh, now, is it healthy for a relationship? No, no. But um, if you're trying to get what you want, um, Immediately, you know, um, it's a scare tactic, and um, most of us we don't like change. That's another, you know, human quality. We hate change, so especially when we're not ready to make that change on our own. So if you catch them at the right time and you know that they are kind of set, they're kind of teetering a little bit and don't want to move forward or doesn't seem to be moving forward, then, yeah, you can do something like that. And usually you have to do it. You can't do it in an, in an argument. You have to do it when everything's great and you're sitting there, you know, your neck's flexing and chilling and you're drinking wine or whatever, about to have great sex, and then you go, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> You gotta just like slap them out of nowhere. You gotta come out of nowhere. The whole everything is going fabulous. That's when you say it. You know, that's when you do it. And you say, "I don't want to do this anymore. I respect you, but I want something different." And you know what? Goodbye. <laughs> and you just watch them, especially for men. Men, um, they're about the chase a lot of times, and they're about winning. And a lot of times they get caught up in the whole game of I'm not going to let her get away because if she gets away, then I've lost something. It's like a game. And so that's how you play it. You play it like a game. I've done this before. <laughs> so that way um, you get what you want because because they're trying to get what they want, you know. And um, so you may get someone who's, who will actually go all the way. Like, I'm going all the way. <laughs> I'm going to marry this bitch. She, she doesn't think I I can do it, so I'm gonna do it and just approve to her. 
you know, <laughs> whatever. It's just so crazy. So, you know, and they don't even realize what just happened until, you know, the minister is saying I do. You know, it's kind of hilarious. <laughs> but, hey, you got what you want. But is that a, is that a setup for healthy relationships? Absolutely not. You know, absolutely not. So, but it's an ultimatum. But do you want yeah. a person who you have to trick into marrying you or whatever, staying with you? You know, the whole I'm pregnant deal, and then all of a sudden I had a, you know, a miscarriage kind of a thing. You know, you can do that for a few months because you don't, you know, you're not showing or anything. Um, and if you're a little fat, wow. then you can do it for a while. You can do it all the way up to the end because, you know, you already got a belly, so they don't know. Um, so, you know, it's a, <laughs> these are just tactics. I know, it's horrible. But these are ways to get a man to stay with you. And I'm sure there are guys and they do that too. I don't know, maybe. I don't think guys have that kind of mentality. But for women, the end game is marriage a lot of times. And so... I got a trick, and a lot of guys will say the same thing. Well, you you know, she didn't say she wanted to be married, or you didn't. I didn't think you wanted. I thought we were fine. I thought everything was good. So I'm just oh, going yeah. with it, you know. So that's I what they do. They don't, they're not going to change anything. Why should I change anything? Everything's great, <laughs> you know. So. Okay. Well. um, Stick with you on this one, Crystal. How should a lady handle if you choose not to go the route um, this lady went? I think her name is is it Summy? Oh, what's her name? S O M I. Sammy. <laughs> Sammy Wonder. That's her name. Sammy Wonder. Sammy Wonder. Yeah, no relation. To, no relation to Steve. It's spelled mm. differently. But um. <laughs> Let's see if yes, is she lovely. If you are in a in a um, exclusive relationship, Crystal, you know you're dating the traditional way. You meet this guy, you decide to be his girlfriend, but you meet someone who may be better. How do you handle that? How do I end it? You mean is that what you're saying? How how how, how do you handle it? I mean, you meet someone who. Maybe better off for you. I mean, what do you what do you do? Well, I make him want to break up with me, and then I go and be with the other guy. Very simple, really. <laughs> okay, thank you. Good night. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that was you get rid of him. You get rid of him in the best way you can, and the best way to get rid of somebody is to make them break up with you. It's beautiful. And, you know, so. Let's see. Sheila chimed in from Indy. She says she would stick with what she has. The grass isn't always green on the other side. That's her take on it. Um, But, okay, Crystal says do what you got to do move on. So, Buck, let me get a man's point of view. And we'll talk about what Miss Sammy Wonder did. Is a lady wrong? For dating multiple men until she gets a marriage proposal from one of them. It depends on how you. It really depends on how you look at it. I mean, you got, we're in a different time. We're in a we're in a different time now. Back in the day, that would have been a that would have been a yes. 
But in today's times, you know, things are different. So, you know, from my perspective, I mean, you got to look at it from you got to got to look at this from both sides. You got you know, if it's an open relationship, then there shouldn't be any issues. If she happens to find somebody else, then you know, the more power to her. You know, and if you know now if she comes up there with an ultimatum, and if you really digging digging the lady or whatnot, and you feel that you know you could go, you know you can go pretty far with this lady, y'all. You know things seem like they're on the right track, and she gives you an ultimatum, then go for it. But if it's you know, if it's an open relationship and everything's out in the open, you know she's seeing other people, and one day she comes up and say, I I met this guy that. I'm really kind of grooving on, you know, and, you know, I think he might fit, you know, be be a better fit for me than you. Or if she comes up and say, I met this guy and I'm really kind of grooving, but he's really not turning me on, you know, are we, you know, are we an item? Or, you know, and if she says, are we an item? And you say yes, then, you know, work, you know, work on it. So it just depends on what kind of relationship you're in. You know, if you're in an open relationship, it's, you know, it shouldn't, you know, it's it's all right. But if you're in a committed relationship and something happens, then you know, maybe when you know, the way I look at it is maybe that person wasn't right for you in the in the beginning. It, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that there's something that you need to work on. It just maybe, maybe you know, it just wasn't meant to be in the first place. And you know, maybe it's something better for both people, not just her, but maybe you as well. So you just kind of have to look at it from. You kind of got to look at it with an open mind. You can't look. You you can't have blinders on. You got to keep your eyes open. Okay. What are you gonna say, Crystal? Um. Well, I don't. I don't think you're talking about an open relationship, right? Open relationship. Um, right, you're not talking about an open relationship. Are you talking about a committed relationship or where that person thinks they're committed or whatever? No, we're talking about um, an open relationship, like what the, the lady from oh. the example did, Sammy Wonder. All the guys know mm-hmm. that she's not exclusive of any of them. Oh, okay. Uh, well, if they already know and they're still willing to be with her, then... Then yeah, it's no big deal. You know, when I was in college, I did that. I told every guy the same spiel when we first started dating or whatever. I would always say I'm not interested in a, in a relationship. I'm dating other people, and please call me before you come over because there may be somebody else here. I may be busy, and if you don't, then don't be angry if another guy is here. Okay. But I said this to every single guy. And mm-hmm. some went, okay, well, damn. Um, especially the cute ones. I love it when they, their bubble is burst. It's a beautiful thing to watch. But um, <clears throat> the one I ended up marrying at that time said, no, I don't want that. <laughs> I'm not interested in being one of many. I just want to be with you in a true relationship or nothing at all, you know, basically. 
And so I was like, wow. <laughs> well, damn. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I called everybody else the next day, and he did what he said he was going to do, and things were going pretty good. I was like, you know what? Fuck all these motherfuckers. And I just called them all and said, you know what? I'm good. <laughs> I'm dating somebody um, on a real tip, and um, that was it. So, yeah, I guess I kind of agree with what she's saying. Okay. Okay. And um, so, I mean, Buck, you, you said you couldn't do it. If if you know a woman is dating other guys and she's not going to narrow it down to one until someone pops the question, I mean, would you be part of that competition normally? No, I mean, you know, when you meet a – I had this actually happen. And the thing is, is I told her, I said, look, if you want to see other people, just, you know, tell me up front. So that way, you know, everything's out in the open. You know, don't lie to me. Cause I'd rather you tell me up front that, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be seeing some other people, what have you. I'd rather you be up front with me because I'm going to be up front with you. Because if you don't, if you don't mess around with other people, then I'm going to do the same thing. Now, if we're in a committed relationship, then we in a committed relationship. That's the way I look at it. Um, now, if you meet somebody, you know, first night, you know, she, what you like, and she comes to you with that, comes to you talking about, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not ready for a relationship or all that kind of stuff. And you say, well, look, you know, I'm really liking what I'm seeing right here. You know, I'd like to be in a community relationship with you. You know, and you know, you have to be up front. You can't, you can't beat around the bush and come with, come all sideways talking about, you know. If you want to be in a relationship, but then you don't say it right, you need to just come straight out and say it. You know, kind of like what Crystal's man did. You know, just come out and say, "Hey, uh-uh, I ain't sharing. You mine." You know, and I mean, you got to, you know, either the person respects that or they don't. So, you know, don't beat around the bush about it. Just, you know, if you're gonna be about it, be about it. If not, then. You know, you still got to be up front with whatever you're doing when it comes to a relationship. You can't be coming sideways. Okay. And uh, I don't know if there's anything. I don't know if there's anything I could do. I guess. Yeah, not knowingly, I guess. I don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I have to really, really be into her. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, it it, it is tough. It's tough, but, I mean, come on, you know, you don't want to compete with other dudes with a, a, you know, somebody that you really, somebody you did. Well, I know that's what you're saying, but then, I mean, if this motherfucker looking like Vanessa Williams, bro, man, you ain't going to want no competition. (laughs) I don't don't mind the competing, but I, I only believe in competing to a certain extent, like for example, if I met someone today and she says, "Hey, I've been going out with two other guys." Okay, yeah, I'm willing to compete with those two other guys to make you my my woman, my girlfriend, or whatever. But I don't think I'd be willing to commit to commit to competing with two other guys all the way up to an engagement. Cause that just seems no, like cause I, it's gonna be hard. On, it's gonna be hard for me to concentrate on. Um, proposing to you 
if I know that you're with two other guys. Now, yeah, now see that's different. See, that's now, a little bit different. Had, we hadn't moved to that level of the conversation yet. So, yeah, yeah that's different. We're just I'm just that's talking different. about boyfriend committed whatever, you know, relationship. Because Right. That's where I stop when I'm when with regarding her situation. That's where I stop because I don't know what sane man would do that or woman for that matter. Who would do that? Because how can you focus in on the two of you to learn really about each other, to be comfortable with each other, to trust each other if you are still sleeping with other people? It doesn't make any sense to me. Who would say, I mean, I don't know, obviously she got her man that way, but um, I just think it's kind of ridiculous. I mean, you know, I mean, that doesn't make any sense. Why am I going to invest time with someone, You know, the, the time you know that it takes it, to have a real relationship, when she's screwing other people? That doesn't make any sense. You see, to me, that's like a real-life bachelorette, you know. She she pretty much put herself out on the open market and say, look, one of y'all jokers got to take me. And if you want me to, if you want me to be taken by one of y'all, then y'all bring me, y'all put the ring on my damn finger. Otherwise, I'm going to just keep fucking right. all of y'all. That's basically what she said without saying it, okay? And either either the guys will say, all right, we're going to be all right with it, or, you know, obviously one guy said, I ain't going to be all right with it. I'm putting the ring on this female thing because I ain't competing with all you motherfuckers. So, I mean, that's what it, it boils down to. So... But all of this, like I said earlier, comes down to you, you know you can't put yourself in that kind of situation if you don't want to be in that situation. If you know what you like, then and if this this could have been somebody that you didn't like, but it could have been somebody you slept with because you were at the club that night and she was there, y'all buying each other drinks and all that kind of shit. And you kind of start grooving on her, and then all of a sudden she tells you, seen you know you got you know. You want to be in a committed relationship, you got to put a ring on my finger. But yet, I'm going to still see other guys first, you know, in addition to you. I mean, come on. You got to make a decision, you know. So if this is not somebody you like, then why waste your time? But evidently, these guys figured, all right, we're going to make the best man win. Yeah, uh, she found someone who was willing to do it. And they're and happily married. And, and, and money train, let the best man win. And that's basically what she was saying. Let the best man win. Yes, I mean, um, they appear to be doing all right, but I just, I don't know. I can't go that far with it, I don't think. I have to, I'll compete to be your man, but compete long enough to marry you, knowing the other dudes are having the same access that I may be having. Now she says that she would let the guy let the guys know if she was more serious with someone else. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means, hey, uh, I slept with Bob last night. Just wanted to let you know, or whatever. <laughs> because, man, she was just she she was messing with them guys. He man, she was just gonna say, if you right. don't do it, do it right. Now do it with me. You she know? probably wasn't fucking anybody. You're probably yeah. just leading them all on, you know, idiots. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. 
but hey, to each their own. It worked for her. And Crystal, if nothing else, she guaranteed herself that she would be courted. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, to me, it's all a part of the same kind of game as I was talking about before. It's all a game. Um, and you'll see who wants to play or not. Now, there will be some guys who are not going to even play. They'll be like, oh, fuck this shit. It's stupid. And they're going to walk away. And probably where the best guys walked away. And um, the ones who stayed were there for the competition. They were there to see who can win out, you know. It's, it's, that's no way to actually get a man that you really want to be with, because I assure you, if you really want to be with them, you wouldn't do that, you know, because you don't want your true relationships to start off with a bunch of bullshit and lies, you know. I mean, it's it's just ridiculous. I don't know. But, you know, again, it worked for her. I don't recommend doing it that way. If you want to do do it that way for fun, because, you know, basically that's what I was doing. When I did it that way to get married, I was kind of doing it for fun. And I, I, I really wasn't that in love with the guy. <laughs> you know, I just wanted the end result, and I got it. So, um but any time I've ever been truly in love, I you know I wasn't playing any games, so that's ridiculous. Don't recommend it. Okay. All right. Well, it worked for Miss Wonder, and more power to her. Uh, I just don't think it's anything that a lot of people can necessarily get with. But uh, I mean, it's great for women. You know, you you win if you can find some guys who are willing to do it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it only takes two. You find two that are willing to do it, and you're in a pretty good spot. So, three four seven two zero two zero two one five is the number on the Talk to Q Radio Show, brought to you by SFX Valley. Catch them on inter, um, on YouTube. And getting to this final topic and wrap things up, um, you know, I don't know if you all knew about this or not, but just about every veteran who served in the military in the past 20 years has heard about the infamous stress card. Now, my cousin, who's um, a member of the Army, um, kind of put me on to it about a week ago. And essentially what it is, these cards are handed out in basic training. So if the drill sergeant makes one of these new privates feel too uncomfortable or too stressed, they can hold up this card and get a free 20-minute timeout. Now, I had no idea this went on in the military, <laughs> but Crystal, if you did, you know, feel free to enlighten me with what you've known about this, but Buck, I'll start with you, man. Can you go into combat with someone who got his feelings hurt by the sergeant and had to take a 20-minute timeout? No, I could not. That's like Rusty Wallace and Talladega talking about they need a cool-down lap when you know you go wide open all the way around the racetrack. Come on. There is no cool-down lap. <laughs> you know, there may be a competition caution every once in a while. If it rained the night before, but the track is green. But, shit, this is the military, dude. There is no, you know, there is no 
little stress card. You being too hard on me. Man, I don't want that dude next to me in, the, in my life's on the line. I mean, these are the type of people that don't need to be on the battlefield, okay? These are the ones that need to be working in the electronics or working in the uh, – I, I may not even want them in, in that. You know, if you, you, you're too stressed out because you're stressed out. I don't want you making no mistakes when you're supposed to be telling me to go right and you tell me you go left and you land my ass on the mine and blow my ass up with friendly fire. If you're in the military, you've got to be tough. There's got to be some kind of mental toughness, okay? You can't be weak because there's too many lives at stake. There's a, I mean, not only the lives of, the, of your platoon or infantry or what have you, but the life of millions of Americans back home that you have to protect. And these guys are in there to train you to be tough because there's going to be some situations where, you know, that you're going to have to be tough. What if you get captured? You know, you can't be spilling secrets or telling them where your platoon is or those types of things. And while you're in training, you know, you got, you know, there's going to be some, there's going to be some tough stuff. That you, got, you know, you got to climb trees that might be 30 feet tall. And you got to get over the top, of the, you know, get through them trees to get to wherever you're trying to get to, for example. Or swim to, the, you know, if you're in Marines, you got to swim to great depths or swim all the way out to the shore and dodge sharks and all this kind of stuff to kind of get there so that way you can get to where you're trying to get to. There are things that they're going to tr- train you for that you're just not going to learn in civilian life. And if you're talking about holding up a damn stress card, talking about, Oh, you being too you being too hard on me? Then your ass don't need to be there. You need to get out. You know, get an audible discharge. You know, go work at Walmart. Don't be trying to save my ass. You know, because that time you picked up that damn stress card, that damn you know guy that's trying to train you is trying to tell you something important. So that way you can stay alive on the battlefield, or maybe help one of your, you know, help one of the guys, you know, that's right next to you. So. If you holding up a stress card, you can take that stress card and carry your ass right on, right on, right on out of there. So that way, I get somebody beside me that's going that I can ride or die with, because I'm gonna try to save them just like they're gonna try to save me. You holding a stress card up? Mm-mm, I don't want you. I don't want you trying to be in, be, be next to me in the military. All right, Crystal, was this something you heard of, and how do you feel about it? Uh, you know. They get essentially a break if the drill sergeant's being too mean. Um, okay, no. Um that I've never heard of that before. Um so that's interesting. That must be really new. It could be new with all of the um psychological that last twenty things. years. Last twenty years? Okay. Mm-hmm. Marines or Air Force? Huh? <laughs> Um, is this, I don't, this is the Marines and the Air Force. I don't know if it's specified. I mean, I thought it was just, yeah, right. I, I don't know if it's specified. I thought it was, I don't know. It said military, but I don't you know. know. You know what it is? is it's, it, probably, is it all, it's probably one of those things. It's probably one of those things that's on the books that you can do, but do you really want to? <laughs> that kind of thing. So, but anyway, um, and there's probably a lot of soldiers that don't know anything about that. 
yeah. like, really? There's a stress card? <laughs> you know, they don't tell him about that. I mean, that. the story I read about was this guy who says that he saw someone use it, and he talked about mm-hmm. how three, four years later, this guy ended up being like a high-ranking officer with people under his direction. Yeah, and he was maybe. wondering, yeah. you know. I don't, I don't want the like guys, that, I don't want the stress card guy training my infantry. Um, because, I mean, this is, I mean, we have dumbed down America to the point now where it's into the military now. I mean, I mean, you can't be soft and be in the military. That just don't make sense to me. And having a damn stress card because he's being too hard on you, what kind of shit is that? It just, it just, that don't make sense to me, man. If you go in the military, you know you got to be hard. And, you know, and, you, you know, it, that just don't sit well with me. And that that person training guys, I mean, that could be the reason why we have a lot of friendly fire now, where guys are getting shot and killed by our own guys. You know, yeah. that's just you know you, you can't. You know, you go in the military. I mean, when I'm, I remember when we were coming up, my dad fought in Vietnam. So, I mean, those guys were trained tough. And they were, you know, they they pretty much spit in your face when they were when you got out of line. And yeah, some of that stuff may be tough for you to swallow, but you know what? It pays big dividends when you go out there on that battlefield. And I can't have I can't have soft guys in the military. Just can't do it, man. Well, the thing about that is with the with the stress card, I think if someone, I mean, I don't know the whole policy of the stress card, but I would think that if someone was going through basic training or whatever, and the purpose of basic training is to push you to a point where you break because that's when that person goes home or is given another, you know, kind of tells you what type of job you qualify for. Mm So. If someone does need a stress, I definitely would want something where if someone um, – I, I did know about where if you physically could not go on, then, yes, you get, a, you get to tap out, absolutely, because we don't want you dying. Uh, so, yeah, I did know about that. But as far as stress, um, I guess that is a way to tap out in a, in a way and actually probably is a good thing. But then that lets me know, as your drill sergeant and those who are placing you in your job that you're going to be in the next unit you will actually be assigned to, where you should be. What is your strengths, uh, weaknesses? What are, you, what are you better for? Not everybody is, is good for, to being in combat and out in the front line. Um, and then again, not everybody is good at being in the office, working you know, because somebody still has to type up all the reports and you know all that stuff, and someone still has to do that. So maybe that should be that person. And hey, and you know, I think that's also a loophole that maybe that particular person who is now a sergeant or, or whatever, a corporal, or you know, well, whatever they are, as far as um uh, in the military, um, that may be something they are they knew. And they learned maybe by word of mouth or something from 
you know, maybe their father or higher up in order to, you don't have to go through this. This is something that can be done, so you can utilize this anytime you want and you can't be, you know, punished for it. So, and which is actually, you know, it's actually kind of a good thing. And, in, 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 you know, in actuality, but that doesn't mean that that person who tapped out emotionally should be, definitely shouldn't be, you know, on the field, out in the field and, and, and doing things like that. So, so, I don't know. I think it's, it's a good thing. Some people are better at leading and not that great at doing. So. Okay. Well, I don't know. I just uh, I don't know that picture you forgot. I mean, you get overseas and you run up on ISIS and they're going to drop the bomb and they like Whoa, 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 Abdul, Abdul, Abdul. He has a car. You know, now they got to give you 20 minutes before they blow you up. I mean, it doesn't work like that. You know, <laughs> people just shooting all around you, you may get stressed out. I would get stressed out if I had bullets flying around my head. And I need someone who is going to respond accordingly. I always thought the job of the military was to break you down and build you up and make you better. And giving you a timeout to me is not my way of breaking someone down. I don't know. Maybe there's a bigger picture I'm missing. But uh, I just don't think I want the dude who took a timeout, you know, in, in down in the um in, in the bunker with me. I I just don't know if I feel like I can trust him to have my best interest at heart. So thought that was a little weird, but. You know, something that I was made apart, made known to. But all right, so uh go ahead and wrap things up. Uh no zone coverage this week. I was gonna do one on Thursday, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, we'll I don't know, get NBA finals may be over by the time we get back on the air. <laughs> At the rate they're going. <laughs> Which wouldn't leave very much to talk about anyway. But um no zone coverage tomorrow. So T2Q will be back on next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we'll have a couple other topics. We'll get crystallized, all that good stuff next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Go to talktoq.com to get more information on the show. Sign up for the email newsletter. And you can also follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. All right. Final thoughts. Brought to you by SFX Valley. And Crystal, I will get your final thoughts tonight. We discussed um, Kathy Griffin. We discussed Bill Maher, Bill Mayer. I can't never remember which one. Um, we talked about waiting to get engaged to be exclusive and stress cars in the military. So take your pick, have at it. Well, you know, good stuff. Um, I would say, you know, regarding, you know, making sure that you stay open until someone actually asks you to marry you, um, I would definitely say don't try that at home. <laughs> you know, it's mm. one of those things you ran into the right one. Or, you know, we we may not be hearing everything there is to hear about that relationship of theirs. Um, so it may not be where he just met her, you know, kind of a thing. So who knows? But, um, and I would say 
logically, probably not. He probably didn't just meet her. But um, I would say if you want a real relationship with someone, you know, you stop all the games, just be honest about what you want, about what you don't want. You still can do the exact same thing by being honest. When you meet that person that you really want to be with, you have to lay it on the line to say, this is what I want and this is what I don't want and see if what he wants or she wants matches what you want. And that's really it. We're so afraid to do it. We're so afraid to have those conversations with people because we're afraid they're going to go, oh, well, I don't want that. So they walk away or they never call you again. But guess what? That's a good thing because that you don't have to deal with that shit down the road. So you save yourself so much time to continue on to find that person who actually does meet the qualifications you want and vice versa. So... Um, oh, I already talked about the military. I, you know, hadn't specifically heard about that, but actually, I actually think that's kind of a good idea because you can better see the people that you're with. And I think a lot of the drill sergeants, even though they're coming off as really hard and harsh, that is their way of finding the right people and to match them with the right jobs that they should have. Because remember the you know, the camp is just that. It's just a camp before you actually start the real job and where you're going to be put. So, yeah. Um, but otherwise, I guess that's it. What was the other one? Did I miss something? Um, let's see. Exclusive dating, Kathy Griffiths, Bill Maher, and stress cards. Oh, Bill Maher. Yeah, you know, Bill, I mean, like I said, I really think that it was just, I wish he hadn't said it, but I understand where he came from. I wish he had to just pull back a little bit. And, you know, and I think it was you, Q, uh, who had said that, you know, you get too comfortable sometimes. And this Mm -hmm. can happen whether you're white with black people or whether you are with your own friends and you say something that maybe they told you in confidence can you say it because, you know, you're so comfortable, you're having a great time and it's funny and then you really hurt that person. So I think it's kind of the same thing in a way. Um, Yeah, you can get a little too comfortable and forget about the fact that this is very sensitive to, you know, the person you really didn't want to hurt. But oops, it's out there. Now i got to apologize for it. So, Mm -hmm. And again, I would want to stress that, Regarding the censorship of comedians, if you censor comedians, then really there's nothing left as far as the rest of us, you know, will be censored and and everything. And our lives are really beginning to look like The Handmaid's Tale. I don't know if any of you guys have watched that, but it's a really horrific uh, Hulu series about the future. And it's scary because it's I could see how it could easily happen where all of a sudden this fascist group, you know, comes up and comes alive and takes over the fucking, you know, most of the world because of our lack of resources Mm -hmm. and all kinds of things, you know. So, I mean, keep your eye on the ball because shit is happening right now. Historical things are happening currently right now, and you're in it. You need to know where were you when because I really believe that we are in the, on the precipice of something new 
that's about to happen. So hopefully not. Hopefully this idiot will be impeached, and that will be the end of that. But whatever. Good show. And um, look forward to next week. Thank you very much, ma'am. Buck, shut it down for me. Great show as always. You know, very interesting topics tonight. Um, you know, as far as um, Catholic River, I mean, anytime you want to step way, I mean, it's all right to step outside the box. You know, we have in this country, we, we do have a thing called uh, free, free, you know, it's freedom of speech. And but even if it, you know, even you can't take it too far. It's it's all you know. Everybody everybody wants to crack a joke, you know, because of everything that's going on right now. But when you, I mean, regardless of whether you like um, our president or not, you can't hold his head up, chopped off with blood on it. You you just can't do that. I mean, because you know the very people that you know the very terrorists we're fighting are doing the exact same thing, you know, with with Americans. And I mean, it's all right to try to crack a joke, but this is that's that's just taking it way, way too far. And you know, you don't put yourself in that kind of situation. Pretty much, you made your bed, you got to sleep in it. You know, you don't want to fuck up your career. You know, not President Trump. You decide to go way outside the box and hold this man's head up, look. You know, crack trying to trying to be funny. So. You really need to, you know, there's a thing called tactfulness. There's unwritten rules in society that, you know, certain things, there's certain lines, levels that should be crossed, regardless of what your profession is, if you're a comedian or whatever. And, you you know, you know what those fine lines are. So if you're going to go cross that line, you've got to be prepared for whatever, you know, whatever those circumstances are once you cross the line. I mean, I know you hate that you might lose your career and all that kind of stuff. You're scared these people going to come after you and all that, but you should have thought about that before you did the shit, you know. You got to start using – people have have lost the common sense, you know, or they just never had it. They just, they just figured they can just go out there and just go do it. But, you know, there are there are repercussions for those things when you do it. Just like in this instance, just like in the Bill Mark instance, you know, when he, you know, said what he had to say. I don't think he's racist by no stretch of the imagination, but I mean, you know, can't be saying that, brother. You know, you don't say that, then you know, you're putting yourself out there, and sometimes, depending on who you are, that sticks with you. Um, you know, it, it's actually kind of funny because. There's actually certain actors that, you know, that back in the day when they played um, racial characters, sometimes they played them characters a little bit too too good, and you look at them a little bit differently, even though, you know, in real life they're not, but you sure took that role on pretty good. They're a little bit too good there, buddy. And, you know, when you see them in the other stuff, you be critiquing them like, okay, Let's see what you know. Let's see what they're about. So there's unwritten rules. There's certain things you can and cannot say, even though we have freedom of speech. Keep that in mind when you step stepping outside that box. 
we live in an age now where everybody got a, everybody got a computer in their hand, which is called a cell phone, and they can film your ass at any given moment. You know, so you say something out of line, and it goes viral, and then you know you messed up. And you say something out of the way, and it doesn't matter what profession you can be in. So just keep that in mind um, when you're stepping outside that box. Um, as far as the girl with the relationship, I mean, I guess the guess these guys were pretty cool with it. Um, she pretty much, you know, put it out there and, you know, made these guys pretty much kind of big for her. And one guy went out, went all out, took, got her, and evidently, you know, they have a good relationship. They're married and what have you. But that may not, that may, that's definitely not going to work for everybody. So. Just kind of keep in mind who you who you are dealing with on the front end. Don't just settle. If you know somebody you like, go for it. Go all in. Be up front. Um, if it's an open relationship, be up front about that too. Keep all these things in mind when you, you know, when you meet with somebody. And try to meet somebody that's quality, somebody you spend some time with. Take into consideration that this is somebody you could spend the rest of your life with. At least that's the way I look at it, and that's what you really – Wait, everybody needs to look at it because if you do that, you have less garbage. You know, you got somebody that's that's worth something. But other than that, everybody enjoy the rest of your week. <laughs> I ain't getting it. I never heard the clock without, without uh, Eminem. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate it. And uh, great show, everyone. I enjoyed it. Um, interesting topic, and we'll be back next week, and we'll do it again. Do it again. Show number seven hundred and three. Um, and get that done. So I have a podcast that's upcoming soon. Interviewing someone on Saturday, so I'll give you more information as that progresses. But um, want to thank all of you for. Listening to tonight's Talk to Q radio show. Again, go to talktoq.com, sign up for the email newsletter. It's going to be the only way you can keep up with what's going on in the near future. So be sure to do that. Uh, follow me on Twitter at talktoq. And everyone have a good night and peace out. And I also want to play another song by Sorrentos Melosia. Um, you know, he says, to be human is to endure pain. Being sad is a natural part of life. And Sorrentos has been through many ups and downs in life, just like anyone else, but is generally an upbeat and positive person. However, like most, Sorrentos has a few secrets. With this song, he reveals one of his secrets. He loves to look up at the clouds. Ever since learning in grammar school that Alexander the Great always looked up at the clouds, the clouds have always been a source of allure, interest, and fascination. They both calm and inspire Sorrentos. Now, he urges his fans to help him achieve a singular goal in 2017, and that is to get this song to the top 25 on the DRT charts in the U.S. Now, industry insiders have been anticipating the release and have been uniformly touting this song as the best he's ever done. While audio kite reviews by real fans, which are used both by indie and pro musicians, Rated above the clouds in the 98th percentile. So I will present to you another cut by Sorrentos Malosia. You can follow him um, 
on Twitter or you can go to his website um, over at melogia.com. That's M-E-L-O-G-I-A. And that will give you access to all of his social media information. So here is Above the Clouds by Sarantos Melosia. Everyone have a great night. We'll talk to you next Tuesday on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Brought to you by SFX Valley. Peace.
Always sunny. It's always sunny. 